Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. All right, it's been a while since we've talked to Laura Babcock. Uh, great to have her on, president of the Power Group, talking about... Well, I'm sure we're going to weigh in on LRT as well, but uh, at the end of the day, it's about that damn sign. Laura is with us now. Hello, Laura. How are you today? I'm good. I'm I'm even better after the mayor's announcement last night. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, before we get to that, let's get to the LRT. Your thoughts on... I was a big proponent of the spur line. To me, I didn't think that LRT made any sense unless it connects to a go. Now they're talking about doing it via the Hunter Street go station. I'm still not sure logistically how that's going to work, especially once... They take all day go uh, down past Hamilton. Uh, I, I'm not sure how this is all going to feed in. It would be nice if we had another little loop that just came into this, the go station and then t- or the Hunter Street go station and then took us right back down to the go line. I'm not sure if that's feasible at this point. But what are your thoughts about the, the, the possible scrapping of the spur line? Well, as long as they replace it with another way to connect up with the go, the whole idea behind my support of this and many others is that there is a need for better regional transportation. There simply is a need to give people a viable alternative to the car. You know me, I love my car, I drive it a lot, but I have people in my family who are dedicated public transit users, and we need better bus service down into the LRT through the BLAST network, and if the LRT truly is going to be an initial sort of spine to support that other transit, then of course it has to connect with GO to make that whole regional transportation thing make sense. I'm not going to give up my car to go into Toronto in the morning unless I can get down the hill easily, you know, get across easily, get to go easily, all those things. Um, And I may never, I'll be honest with you, Scott, I love my car. But I'm just saying that a lot of people in Hamilton don't feel right now that the limited GO service is a viable alternative. So we need GO all day. We need to get uh, connected up with it. And so I'm not... I'm not an ideologue. I'm not in love with the spur line or and upset about this. As long as the province is still working on it, they've found an alternative to make it truly regional transportation. Uh, I'm glad the conversation continues. I, I'm like Ryan McGreal, your your previous guest. I, I'm optimistic, but I will wait until people can actually get on that train before I think this whole thing is completely done. Uh, so you have, and now that I'm thinking about it, although again, logistically, I don't know how it's going to happen. And again, that's up for the uh, province to tell us in a week or so. Um, but do you have any problem with it coming into Hunter as opposed to uh, uh, James Street? Does that matter? I don't think it does. You know, my power group offices are right across from the Hunter Go station, and we use it all the time. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I think what it's really about is if you want to spend all this money on public transit, then, and I don't think it's a war on the car. I think it's about giving people viable alternatives that they can make their own choices on. If you want to spend all this money on public transit to really connect up the region and to really uh, help with the population growth that's coming to the GTA, then then make sure that that's what happens. You know, I think that the LRTs had a lot of criticism because it seemed like a very small line to nowhere with a whole lot of money going into it. When I heard the city manager explain it uh, a few months back as being the spine of a connected network of buses and, it, and it'll connect up to regional transportation, I'm much more comfortable with it. So I, I think that we just need to let the experts keep tweaking this thing until they make it meet the need that it's supposed to meet, which is to to keep Hamilton progressing and uh, to keep people being able to work here in town or be able to get to where they need to go. 
I agree with you 100%. Surprised that some may use this as another excuse or reason or chance to knock this off the rails. Oh, of course. I mean, I can't wait for Tuesday's O show. (laughs) What's that? I can't wait for the O show on Tuesday, (laughs) you know, because uh, Lauren and I have had lots of spirited discussions about LRT. Uh, He's of the opinion now it's going to happen, but it has to be done well. Uh, And this just adds one more confusing piece into this entire argument. Uh, It's just amazing how, as Ryan said, it's Hamilton. We, We just can't do anything simply or easily. It has to keep going around and around. So, yeah, of course, Scott, this is fodder for... Uh, LRT skeptics or LRT opponents, no doubt about it. Anytime it looks like the project is changing, you can say, well, then they didn't have the plan in the first place. And whenever you can make that argument, then you can say that the whole project is ill-conceived. So, yeah, it's a problem. But I think, to Ryan's point, uh, as long as uh, the the province keeps working on it and they have a sense of urgency about it, then I'm not going to get too worried about it at this stage. Hmm. Okay, uh, let's. And speaking of things that never, never seem to get done, how long? <laughs> what was it? Twelve years we've been working on the Hamilton sign. It was twelve years when I talked to you about it two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now it's fourteen. I think we're getting to fourteen or somewhere around there. Listen, I I, I told some counselors who were uh, disappointed by the fact that the the sign push before Pan Am got tabled. I said to them, you know, I, I'm someone who plays the long game. I'm a business person. You know, I, I didn't think that an idea as basic and necessary as a gateway sign for the city was, was going to die. It was just going to take more time. So I have been privately communicating with the mayor uh, here and there to see what the progress was. And I know that he was working on it and taking it on. So, so I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased that he has uh, figured out how he wants to do it. I like the idea of a sign that can be used in a lot of very cool and effective ways. And, you know, the idea of getting private sector to pay for it, if you recall, that was one of the options we looked at in the past. Um, the city manager had told me that he was going to sort of lean in and, and put his elbow into it, and that wasn't able to happen. But that, that I think there's always been an appetite, and I've heard from business leaders who would like to help support something like that. Uh, so I think it'll be viable, and I'm glad that we've got the mayor now leaning in and, and you know, putting his elbow into the project. And now, what, what, do you, what do you think the chances are that this will be complete before Canada turns 151? <laughs> <laughs> well, will we have this just in time for Canada's 157th birthday? The 175th? Yeah, really. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing is that it's easy to get discouraged uh, in Hamilton when you are advocating for any kind of uh, progress or, or, you know, when we can have something good for the city. It's easy to get discouraged, Scott, and uh, you've no doubt noticed my frustration over the years. That being said, though, signs are expensive and they are important. And if you have the mayor doing it within this time frame of 150 years, that helps get it done. That's the reason why I was pushing, as you recall, to do it before Pan Am, only because I noticed all over the province when I was working and I drive that there were no, everybody else had a sign. Everybody else had a sign. You know what? We went to the States uh, over Christmas and I was driving back from Niagara-on-the-Lake and that's exactly what I noticed. All these little small towns all have signs, yet we don't. It's incredibly embarrassing. I mean, Burlington has multiple ones all over the place, you know, and Brampton has multiple ones all over the place. Burlington has one just for their waterfront. Yeah. So it's, it's incredibly frustrating. And so uh, when I came up with that hashtag, Time for Sign, 
I felt, you know what, if there's impetus, meaning get it done before the Pan Am visitors come, then maybe council can get it done. And then I found out, of course, they'd been kind of dragging their heels on this for 12 years. So now <laughs> we've, got another, we've got another impetus issue, or opportunity, which is the 150th. And we've got arguably the person who can make the phone calls most successfully, the mayor, saying he's going to do it. He's taking this on. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, Scott. <laughs> uh, any idea how much the sign was worth like 14 years ago? Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Probably half that know, much. If you, look at the, if you look at the Stony Creek sign, that little one, uh, it was 290000 like 10 years ago or whenever that was put up. Right. That was before the lighting. So the costs around this of 230000 I know that it freaked everybody out because that's the cost of a house, right? And you're thinking, yeah. how can it cost that much? Yeah. But I know you had that concern, and a lot of people did. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the answer here, Laura. We build a house and just put a sign on top of it. Right, right. Well, trust me. I've sort of like a welcome it. center. Yeah, well, the the issue is, though, right, is that if you built a house, a $230,000 house on the side of the highway, it would cost you $2 million. Yeah. It's, the whole, it's the point of doing it with the MTO and the traffic and the land and all that stuff, right? It's a big deal. So the mayor had told me a few months ago he was looking at the idea of a portable kind of sign. And I, you know what? And my, my, I'm a pragmatist, Scott. I said, whatever you think is going to get it so that we can welcome people to our city. You know what I'm thinking, though? And you know what, you know what, uh, Graham McKay's, uh, cartoon's going to be in the spec. It's going to be one of those signs on the back of a skidoo trailer that you see in the parking lots of wherever that, you know, with the changeable letters on it. That's what, you know, that's his cartoon coming up. Don't, don't think for a second that myself and some other people you know weren't going to just hold one by the side of the highway to make a point if we didn't think it was a liability yeah man (laughs) you know what the point is scott is that like i said you got the top guy in the city for making calls making saying he's going to make the calls and you've got a project that nobody has let go of i still get business leaders coming up and going so when's the sign going up and i'm like oh my god i have to explain the council vote again so people automatically assume we've got to have a sign it's ridiculous that we don't so i think this is going to have to happen and i'm i'm encouraged that the mayor set a goal and yeah, let's let's be optimistic about it. But you know, the the pricing is appropriate for the project, and I think everyone understands that now. And so let's try to go forward and get some cash. Uh, so, w- any idea what this portable sign will look like? I mean, because uh, as soon as I hear portable sign, I'm thinking great idea over and above the Skidoo trailer thing that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> it sounds like a great idea, but I also see this as an accident waiting to happen because now there'll have to be somebody on staff to permanently be responsible for the sign where it goes. Uh, there's transportation costs involved, and all of a sudden, your two hundred thirty thousand dollar sign, uh, you know, there's a budget for it every year. Uh, any idea what his plans are for a, a portable sign, how this is going to work? You know what? I don't know that. You'd have to ask him. But I will tell you that in our in our discussions over the last year, I know that he was looking at best practices in other cities. So I know that he would have had those conversations, looked at other places that have portable signs. And if, I could be mistaken, but isn't that beautiful big Toronto sign a yep. portable one? So I, I'm pretty confident that that was part of the the um, the research is how they do that. Everyone loves that at Nathan Phillips Square, but I know that that sign's been moved around. So there's got to be. It a is a portable sign, is it? I think it might be. Yeah. Um, I think it might be. So all I'm saying is I'm not 100% sure, but I know that the mayor was looking at how other cities were doing options on signs, which I love because Scott. 
I've often said that Hamilton doesn't need to reinvent the wheel on everything. Yeah. I mean, there are other cities who are doing things better. We just have to pick up the phone and call. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the mayor's got all those, those kind of things figured out. But the great thing is, right, if you have a portable sign, you can use that as a great marketing feature at all kinds of different events, not just at the gateways. No, great idea. And, and maybe you can just get away with one and just rotate it from one end of the city to the other. There's where the staffing comes in. But I think also if you look at the costs, uh, one of the concerns that Councillor Clark had at the time was that, you know, you've got one gateway to Stony Creek when he was at Stony Creek Council, yeah. but you've got at least four major gateways into Hamilton. Yeah. So maybe that's a cost savings. Uh, do, do you pay per letter with these signs? I mean, I, I'm, what, does the Toronto sign come apart? Because maybe we can just even get away with Hammer. It's less letters than <laughs> Hamilton. That'll somehow bring the cost down. <laughs> But then you know what's going to happen. Like what happened to the Stony Creek sign, all of a sudden it becomes Tony Creek one day. You know, it's right, just, right. Uh, what do you, you know, do? Or, or the Hollywood sign that turned into Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can perhaps have more fun with a portable sign. You know what? What's important to me is that it's always been a sign of civic pride and civic sanity. You know, if a town can't get together and even put up a welcome sign, there's some dysfunction going on. So the uh, the idea that every little, and it still burns me every time I drive down the highway and see all these signs. You know, I'm trying to be patient, but it's still so frustrating that Hamilton kept getting in its own way for, what, 14 years over something that we should have had 50 years ago. So here's the thing. I don't care if it's portable. I don't care if it's tall, short, fat, wide, blue or pink. I just care that the proud name of Hamilton is used to show our civic pride and the fact that we can get something done. We can have nice things, Scott. We really can. What, uh, with something like this, like 230 grand, that's one sign. As you mentioned, there's lots of ways into the city. Where do you put it? How do you decide where it goes? Well, it's a really good question. And from what I understand from the mayor's comments last night when he made the announcement is that um, maybe it will take turns. You know, And when you think about it, there's a lot of opportunity with... If, a, if the point of signage and the point of marketing, you know, I own a business, and so obviously when you have a business, you, you have put up a sign. If the point of marketing the city is to have this sign, at, it can be at the biggest festivals, and then when there's a lot of traffic, say, coming in for a certain thing on a certain way, maybe it goes there for a while, maybe they rotate it seasonally. Um, you know, who knows? But the, the point is, is that right now all we have is, a little highway population sign, and if you're not paying close attention, you don't know when you've left Burlington and hit Grimsby. You have no idea that you you were in Hamilton. So it's really important that we use it. I don't really care if it takes turns and gets moved around, uh, but we need to have it uh, because it's it's a marketing deficit, and we're doing some other great marketing, Scott. We really are. We're getting a lot better as a city, but this is one glaring, glaring thing that we've not been able to do, and I hope that the mayor can get it done. I'm all for uh, a Hamilton sign that looks similar to Toronto's and has the various colored letters that you can do various things with and move it around. That's even an added extra bonus. But on top of that, shouldn't we still have something smaller at those four entrance points or exit points that we were talking about? And I mean, do they have to, like the stuff that you're passing on on the road in small town Ontario, it ain't a $230,000 sign. Well, this is the whole thing, right? So first of all, I don't know if this sign that the mayor's talking about will be lit up like the Toronto sign. I don't know. I think the, the best details I've seen in an article were that it would be like the big letters. 
um, not dissimilar to the, the the look, I think, maybe that was voted on a number of years back as part of a city engagement process on this issue. So it'll be letters of Hamilton, right? Uh, it doesn't need to get more complicated. I don't know if they'll be lit up. But here's, obviously, obviously, we should have a permanent sign on all of our gateways. Like I said, in Burlington, they have it on the QEW. They have it on the 407, I believe. They Or at least, uh, you know, they have it also on the waterfront. So, I mean, it's ridiculous that we don't have any. And maybe this sign is a, is a good start. It's a good start. But a future council, hopefully, can actually say, how can we come up? And maybe you do it cost savings, you know, because you're doing four. Maybe there's going to be some economies of scale there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look at some of these other signs, I mean, some of them are flower signs. Like Oshawa, it's just a flower bed <laughs> of the Canadian flag and the word Oshawa. There's so many different things we could do. And don't even get me started on the fact that we don't use the side of our 403 for advertising yeah, revenue, yeah. you know, like they do in Toronto and the Gardner. So there's a lot we can do, Scott. Uh, pr- uh, the mayor is looking for private funds for this. Has that been the way to go all along as opposed to trying to wring this out of a city council? Well, it's interesting because when I first went to council in 2014, um, because I was bringing it up and Councilor Marula at the time said, go in front of council because this is a council city project. And I said, oh, great. Uh, so I went in front of council and the comment at the time was, oh, we've got the money, no problem in public works. But then it became a political football. There was an election looming. And, uh, you know, and it's a fairly high-profile thing. And there are other things in the city that council needs to spend money on that are more important than a sign, like helping people have a a good affordable housing and and a myriad of other concerns that, you know, I'm passionate about, like making sure people have a safe shelter at night and things like that. So I completely understood that people looked at this and said, that seems like the amount of a house. We don't understand it. It kind of came up fast, and then it was pushed back down and pushed around. So here's where we are now is that the mayor has decided this is a celebratory year. It's an opportunity to have some high-profile thing. I hope that whoever gives money to it corporately will get the sponsor recognition that would go with that, because that's always been a way I've done fundraising over the years, and I'm sure the mayor's staff has thought about that as well. Um, So if it has to come from proud Hamiltonians with some money who understand marketing and want to be a part of a civic program, then then that's the way to go. But there was some money back in the day, Scott. It just became uh, political football. be interesting to know where that $230,000 went over the years, what it was spent on. <laughs> Please. Because we saved it. We've saved all this money from not producing a sign. It'd be interesting to know where the money went. I, I've always wanted to know where all the public works money goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <know>? good point. <laughs> well, the city doesn't have a revenue problem. It's got a spending problem. <laughs> so uh, w- you talked about getting somebody to sponsor the sign and giving recognition to them. How do you do that on a Hamilton sign? Will it be Welcome to Hamilton, sponsored by First Ontario, or brought to you by First Ontario, or DeFasco, or ArcelorMittal? I mean, how, wh- yeah, how, well, how do you, you honour those companies without clouding up the sign? Yeah, and so there are lots of different ways to do that. So I don't know what the mayor's office is thinking about, but for instance, you can do things, and I've done things in other cities, where there are, there's a, a public record of the donations. So for instance, on the city website, you know, there might be something that has a page that thanks the sponsors in, in perpetuity for the sign, or you could have something where there's a high-profile press event, right? And that that's often worth it for companies that are looking for some goodwill publicity. Uh, so, I mean, there are lots of ways to, to meet what sponsors are looking for, to give them some ongoing recognition for what they've done. I don't think you need to put sponsor names right on the thing. I think that, you know, that's, that's unnecessary. And, and, but, however, if, you know, we did the wall down on James Street years ago, and one of the things we did was we put the sponsors on, the, on a plaque on the wall. 
Um, so maybe there's an area near the sign or on the bases. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't want to get ahead of what the mayor's office has in mind here, but there obviously should be some sort of way of recognizing and thanking these proud Hamiltonians who are going to be helpful. And then perhaps the honoring the mayor for his involvement in it, like, you know, Fred Eisenberger's Welcome to Hamilton sign. <laughs> Well, I don't know that we necessarily have to go that far, <laughs> Did we ever find out, and you know, speaking of Graham McKay at the SPAC, did we ever find out what happened to uh, the old Holiday Inn sign from the City Motor Hotel? I mean, I thought that we were go- they were going to use that at one point as but a... Yeah, well, um, actually, it was a Hamiltonian Matt Jelly who did up a mock-up using that and thought that that would be yeah. a cool idea. Uh, and that was, I think, in one of Graham's uh, cartoons. Yes. The city has spent a ton of money on this over the last 14 years doing surveys and studies and engagement and designs, and they, they got a final design, which is the big, the big letters. Um, so, you know what, let's not open that can of worms again, Scott. It's not a design contest. We know what people are basically okay with. It's just the word Hamilton. It's not political. You can't fight about it. Let's just get the word Hamilton. Let's get it around the city. If it's a mobile sign at this stage, great. If it takes $250,000 in private funding, I'll say right here on the radio, my company, Power Group, will donate to that, um, obviously. And, and, you know, and hopefully that the mayor and his team have figured out nice ways to, to make that a good value proposition for companies. Uh, but I, I know of a lot of companies that said, Laura, we want to help with this. We want to support this. So I think that there's going to be, be people that uh, are going to be called and are going to be happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't need all the recognition on it. I never wanted this to be my project, Scott. I just wanted the city to get a damn sign. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Laura Babcock's been with us, president of the Power Group, and, of course, the O Show on Cable 14. Laura, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. <laughs> thanks.